Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today I am delighted to welcome Pratyaksh Jain, who is human resource business partner at Amazon. Welcome to the podcast, Pratyaksh. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Good. Thanks, Rudi. Thanks, Rudi, for inviting me as well. And um, it's delightful for me to be here and share some insights. It's an honor to have you here, Pratyaksh. So, before we dive into our discussion, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Yeah, you already introduced my name. Uh, name's Pratyaksh. Uh, I'm an MBA from XLRA Jamshedpur. I've been working with Amazon as HR business partner. Right, my MBA was also a hardcore engineer. I was a data analyst with Ansin Young. Worked there for around two years in Gurgaon. But uh, I've been with Amazon for some time now, and was also interned with Amazon in my MBA days with employee relations team. As of now, I'm working as a business partner for consumer payments teams. In simple terms, that's more of a fintech arm of Amazon for all Europe and Japan. So the tech teams set out of India. and those are the directors senior managers i closely work with as my role in hr at amazon i must say it's been quite a journey as you switch your role from engineer to hr vp now so definitely yeah, yeah we'll have a plethora of your learning for our listeners and we'll get a lot of insights from our conversation today so as someone who has navigated through diverse hr role of like you must have experienced in different hr projects as well so let's dive into the fundamental steps of different hr projects and i wanted to ask you like uh, when starting a new hr project what steps or what fundamental steps do you prioritize to ensure smooth and successful launch of any hr project or any projects all right thanks for the question first and yeah that's a really interesting one because You see, a big HR project or project, and I'll try to be more generic here. Yeah. But uh, uh, when we define objective, the first thing that comes into our minds is what's our objective, what's the end goal, and the reason why I'm saying that is, uh, and I'll, I'll put a quick story there. In Amazon, we have a concept of docs. We do not make PPTs. We write the uh, docs, and the reason for that is. when you lay it down in terms of narrative putting reasoning behind it you actually get to know the thought process actual thought process behind it and that's where jeb bezos who is amazon founder came with this concept of docs and anyway we want to have reviews uh, there are a lot of doc writings even on social media everywhere you'll find amazonians talking about writing docs so many docs we are writing why are we doing that because that gives the clear picture of what you want to do and that's the basic first fundamental uh while we are starting any project be it related to hr or non hr or tech as well another thing that ties to it is that okay that's the objective but what's our goal any project without a goal it can be a fantastic idea but till the point you don't have goal there a clearly defined goal which you target at you'll digress and along with ties it is success measures and that's what i realized after coming to amazon that how important success measures are because uh, when you are developing a project or you when you are working on a project 
till the point you do not have clearly outlined success measures you cannot define whether it's going a success subjectively it can go anywhere but objectively what are the success measures how will we measure your success that's another part which we should take care about when we are you know as you call it fundamentals starting a project the other part of it is uh, and then then I'll dive into hr front uh, pass it through your stakeholders your stakeholders are someone who you are working for that project on it's not just what you are thinking it's more about how, what these stakeholders what these folks what these employees who you are developing the project for think about it is it really useful to them do they need it these are the two basic questions that you need to get answered so prepare that project pass it through them get their thoughts you'll get multiple perspectives and that will actually enhance your project nobody is denying that you should do a project but uh, it's all the more new minds different minds think in a better format that's that's what i at least i believe and the last one again for there is identify challenges anticipate uh, there might be a lot of challenges that might come across and people are aware but you somewhere shadow it out during the thought process just for the excitement of that i have to launch this project but clearly lay out ask yourself this question if i should not launch this project as of now what is the main reason so i, I personally follow it in my uh, all docs which i write i specifically write out one question and answer it myself why should we not do it and that clearly identifies that what is the challenge that we might face so that when the project gets launched you already know what are the challenges that you might be facing and you already ready for it and you're bringing it up front be it for the leadership be it for the stakeholders so those are the basic part of even for the hr project and of course doing some pilots number crunching be honest uh, with the number crunching because you cannot go big bang you'll need a pilot you'll need some small data then you will just go big bang on whatever data you have received so these are a few key pointers which i uh, usually think and i guess uh, that's general as well few of them for the projects but yeah that's more about it these five points definitely you have explained it really very well and of course in a more crisp way but of, again to summarize it of course the most important thing is to be very clear with what you need to be, to be what your goal is and uh, the one thing i like the most is everyone everybody thinks like uh, why should we do the project but uh, again if we think why should we not do this is the most important thing to realize the importance and the crux of the that project so definitely pratyaksh exactly. uh, thank you for those insights so being an hrvp uh, you must face different challenges to find the right talent pool and retain your best performers and i think these are some of the roles of hrvp as well so i just wanted to ask you like how does industry mapping or talent mapping again if you can explain this term as well it would be great for our listeners so how does these mapping help your hr team identifying emerging skills and talent pool to support your organization's workforce planning yeah great so i'll try to give it my best shot i'm not very closely recruiting but uh, workforce planning is what i do so those terms industry mapping workforce planning is of course what we deal with daily and within this new environment chat gpt being talk of the town llms uh, coming into picture that's of course new skills new skill set that's coming into market 
of course macroeconomic conditions are currently not as they were last year of course but industry mapping the learning all these things are interlinked and that's where we as an organization or even as a team who has support to the business as well we need to do this mapping and you pointed right firstly what is industry mapping when when we go about it industry mapping is more towards what's your requirement what's that skill set that you need there are a lot of skills lot of people out there who have multiple skills a person can be very good at their job but do you need that skill that's okay if a person is coming to me for interview we'll take that interview he might have excelled in that interview but the skills that he or she has displayed is it really useful to me do that do i need that with the work that my team is doing that's what in simple terms is industrial mapping how what what's the new industry and then when i'm just zoom it out to industry what's that new skill set or even a old skill set that again surviving in the industry what is industry looking at and that's that brings me to the first point for your question as well yeah that how do you analyze what the industry is doing how do you do that industry planning along with workforce planning that's more towards analyze your mobility trends yeah. as an hr we are privy to that information that you know where your talent is going where that talent is leaving to which companies are they going to analyze those trends analyze those job roles which they are going to and you get to understand that where are these folks going are they just going due to compensation that might be a big reason but yeah. are they going due to some new skills new things that are coming up and that's what we need to do but again while you we analyze that what what should we do about it yeah. that brings to the second point uh, more towards that you should anticipate what skill might be needed by your business and upskill your workforce it's not necessary that why you do while you do industry mapping you should get people with the skill sets from the market itself no it's not just the company who is growing with that upskilling or let's say industry mapping or new skills that's coming into picture we want to people to grow as well with that and that's when the company grows when when the people are growing that's when the company grows and it's a very hr cliched line but uh, that's that's a reality because can you upskill your workforce with that industry mapping itself and that's the crux of it then when you do that then is the stage when you start with the workforce planning that now i had x number of people out of it y percentage have already upskilled themselves to this but i still have a gap of this much now i'll go to the market i'll get those folks with those skill sets bring them onto the table and this entire group will work together to make my business a success it gives me four benefits one if i'm upskilling my employees it leads to me less churn because since i am myself upskilling them i'll need their skills otherwise i i'll get more people externally from the market those folks who are already there in my team what should i do about them so one it causes less churn second of course less hiring cost you are hiring less number of people third your employee engagement increases there is more employee engagement they are more linked to your org they they get a sense that you are invested in them not just uh, personal growth but their growth as well and also uh, less effort in terms of hiring more people because that's a very extensive exercise so those are major points that we keep in mind while we are thinking about this and again it's not just while we are saving costs here we're talking about those things it's not just about upskilling those folks or getting external also 
make that skill appealing also because see llm is something which all of the folks are talking about right now specifically in tech uh, i'm a tech hvp so my you know analogies might be related to tech but llm is more people are talking about that skill is appealing what makes it appealing internally you'll have to work on it as an hr so that not just external folks internal folks as well might find that appealing and jump onto that opportunity to upskill themselves which is a win win for both so that's my overall point of view on that definitely very well explained uh, i must say because analyzing the trends what skills do we need in our organization how do we move forward with that skill is very important and of course the most important thing you have mentioned about the upskilling so you know getting the uh, skill set of employees from outside the organization it's better to upskill within the organization so yep. yeah, it's great even uh, we can say that uh, we have talked about uh, the skill pool or the talent pool of the employee uh, we can see that there are many challenges uh, occur while we do these recruitment process talking about inclusivity or diversity mm -hmm. uh, so you know let's pivot to the topic that's of paramount importance in today's workplace which is inclusivity and everybody is nowadays talking about dei Yes. which is diversity equity and inclusion so you know creating an environment where every individual regardless of their background feel that they are included in the organization they are you know they are they belong to that organization so i just wanted to ask you like what practical steps do we take or do you think we can create we can take to create an inclusive work culture of that value diversity and foster a sense of belonging for all the employees in organization that's again an interesting one and uh, i might have a similar or a different point of view there reasoning and and, and you called it out very clearly dei it's the yeah. buzzword as of now specifically in hr space the buzzword pick up any organization they are doing something related to dei uh, pick up any ngo pick up anything and, and the biggest reason why that is when you have diversity in terms of your organization in terms of your team that's when you see that change that's when you see that pace that's when you see different mindsets coming together taking that decision and that's when you realize that what's the importance of this inclusive work culture you turned it out pretty well ridhi that uh, practical steps that we are taking because there are a lot of theoretical things that we think about be it that uh, you know uh, i'll tell one theoretical simple thing that oh our leadership level it's it consists of only male and sorry i'll again just go back and commit when we talk about diversity it's not just male and female diversity is diversity of thoughts diversity of folks it can be anything lot of affinity groups so just taking a simple example we talk about in result theoretically that oh our leadership doesn't have females on the board it's just the male employees and why is that we need females no it's not just that we need females yes that might be the end result there might be other diversity also that we would want on that board and it's not just leadership it's within the team as well but how do we get there what's the practical challenges that we are facing what's the practical steps that we are following so that i talk from my experience one the biggest thing that's important is your leadership's commitment to it they are the ones who are taking the decisions they are the ones who are calling it out very clearly and when it comes from the top it's not that i'm talking about that the organization should not be agile but there is a lot of education and awareness that is required 
and when it comes from the top we as indians are very much inclined towards doing things forcefully rather than doing it ourselves we know that this thing is wrong but yeah. will we avoid it no not necessarily till the time even in, even as a kid you know uh, yeah. we knew a lot of things that this thing i'm doing is wrong my parents will scold me for that but will that stop me no but once the parents scold once the parent tells that time i might think it twice so it's similar here as well from top when it comes the leadership commitment is there that's where the awareness and education starts again few practical steps that we have taken more towards not just amazon other experience by network as well uh, is more towards one flexible work arrangements so that people are to accommodate all kind of lifestyles to accommodate all kind of needs so that they are very much abhi uh, all that's very much accommodating to what they need so that it becomes easier for them to drop not making it difficult for anyone yeah. forming few affinity groups just from the purpose of giving them a safe space to just discuss what they are thinking a lot of times we think that okay and and they might be like even in this podcast there might be few things which you might not be agreeing to but uh, somewhere you might not not find it a safe space to discuss it here but if there is a affinity group related to get divert uh, your group itself employee resource groups that's what we call them it will be more easier for you to go and discuss there so that you let it out and that's very necessary as of now that's what i feel and again inclusivity it's an ongoing effort it's not a one time exercise that we can do results feel of course definitely will be seeing later later in point when we get there but we'll have to start somewhere and this is the point where we are starting that's where the buzzword is coming about dei and other work cultures exactly so that was some great points both by you uh, pratyaksh i think uh, creating a company culture where dei is infused throughout is not not longer and nice to have but it's necessary for every business every organization uh, success and for employee affinity so of course now every companies are being encouraged to think this in a more holistically way so excellent uh, thought what up by you protection so uh, you know we have talked about different hr projects and of course how we can do the recruitment how we can uh, you know identify the skills and do the talent mapping and of course the most important thing which is dei but we have left with one most important topic which is the technology advancement and of course so like as we are towards the end of our conversation i just want to ask you the advice for our listeners in the fast paced digital landscape like what approach do you recommend for them uh, to develop and maintain their learning agility yeah and, and that's again um, a good call out there uh, reason being we are in a very fast paced world learning is somewhat and and I, and i am myself a criminal to that when I, i can clearly call it out as well accept that because learning is somewhere we drop the ball once we get into our jobs and that specifically happens while we are right after our post graduation or somewhere that's where sometimes we feel that okay we have already learned a lot that's where we'll get into experiences we learn on the job yeah learning on the job is good yeah. is it better no we need to and you uh, short while we are talking about upskilling and we'll need to do that that's need of the hour it's a, we are in a competitive environment we are in a competitive space yeah. if you don't do that we'll lag behind and just passing on and uh, as you asked few tips for the listeners one we should embrace continuous learning 
be it of any form, it can be related. And, and I'm not just focusing on tech. I'm just not just focusing related to your job. It can be anything. Learn sports, learn technology, learn anything new. It's it's totally up. And that actually conditions our mind. Second, set goals. You know, it's not just about professional goals, how you'll get to that promotion, how do you get to that lateral transfer, how do you get to that vertical growth. That's okay. Have personal goals as well. These can be learning goals, these can be traveling goals, these can be whatever. And even travel travel is a, a learning experience in itself. Find that learning opportunity in whatever you're doing. Be curious. You know, ask questions. There is nothing such as ask questions. There is no question that is wrong. No question that is right. Just ask, be curious and adopt that micro learning. It's not necessary. That learning should be linked to, okay, I'll just go on course and I'll click on few courses and learn through it. Of course, that's one way. But adopt micro learning. That's what I call it. Micro learning. Every day, 15 minutes, I'm learning something new. Gradually, you'll get to that space where you have learned and excelled into that whatever you're learning through. And adopt that micro-learning. Have that bite-sized each day because we're in a very busy environment and fast-paced world. It might not be necessary. You can take it out time every weekend, every day or whichever format you're following. So adopt that micro-learning. And then last, or second last, the last one is my favorite, but second last is fail fast. As much as you fail, and I'm copying, I'm shamelessly copying Amazon's line here, but fail fast. As much as you fail, more you'll learn. And the last one is, again, my school teacher also used to call it out. My parents also used to call it out. My brother also used to call it out. I now understand time management. That's very necessary if we don't efficiently manage our time. We don't give ourselves slots. We do not plan our day. I know it's very theoretical. It's sometimes not practical. Am I the culprit? Yes, I can be. I also sometimes unable to manage my day. But if you want to do something, you'll get time for it. And that time management in itself for learning or be it whatever you want to do, it's really important. And that's that's my actually the favorite part, uh, you know, time management. Till, till when Once you achieve that, it's in itself a sense of accomplishment that I was able to manage my time through the day. And, and that gives you a good feeling. I must say, great points brought up by you, Pratyaksh. Uh, I definitely feel uh, if we'll stay up to date with the latest trends in technology, I think almost all the you know task has been solved uh, for us. And some of the other points which you mentioned is uh, you know adopt micro micro learning, which is I think is very important, and uh, and of course time management. Uh, is the most crucial part to adopt. So uh, yeah, definitely with improve, improved learning agility, we'll able to make the most out of our experiences. So thank you for sharing your insights and experiences with us today. Yeah, it was great interacting with you. Today. So before, yeah, before we leave, uh, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? Sure. Um, my name, entire name is Pratyaksh Jain, HRVP Amazon. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm quite active there. And on Twitter as well, my handle is jpratyaksh. You can easily find me there. Thank you, Pratyaksh. It's been an enlightening uh, conversation. So I'm sure our listeners will find your advice or your insights incredibly valuable. Thank you for sharing this. Thank you.